The Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. For boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome, everyone, to the Diary Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean Stack of the Money Green, with my fellow diehards, Rob, Justin, and there he is, Jalen Hurts with a primetime game. One to remember, running all over the field, out-dueling Aaron Rodgers on Sunday night football. Who could have seen it? What a win, 40-33. to Justin, how you feeling after that big win? Yeah, I'm feeling really good, uh, especially after that Colts game where we were talking last week about, you know, the offense looked a little lackluster. Uh, seemed like there could potentially be some concerns due to, you know, lack of creativity. And, I mean, they they did exactly what we were asking them to do this game, ran the ball down their throats. And, I mean, more importantly, I mean, Jalen just had uh, an amazing rushing game altogether. The offense was clicking. The offensive line was great. So, I mean, it was great to see that, you know, the offense still has it. The defense, unfortunately, still leaves a little bit to be desired. Um, They did get two turnovers, though. That turnover margin is still going. Um, And they had to overcome, you know, two two turnovers from the offense, one on a fourth down, uh, which we missed. That was unfortunate because the QB sneak had worked so well for us. Uh, but hopefully they got out of their, out of their system um, with those two back to back bad back to back ones. And then um, you know we were able to pull it out though in the end. And you know how about my boy Blankenship? I was, I was happy to see White Lightning out there coming Man. in off the bench, lighting him up, getting that interception. He did have a horrible angle on uh, Christian Watson that just roasted us for a late touchdown. But yeah, Rob. Uh, I would say perfect game, right? 40 to 33, nothing to complain about top to bottom, just both sides of the ball dominating performance. Would you agree? Yeah. Did the Eagles play well? Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess they did. Um, no, I mean, first of all, clearly the uh, Eagles were listening to our podcast. Cause I think we said just run the ball and um, you know, obviously they were lights out running the ball, you know, miles Sanders, I think had 160 all purpose yards, two TDs, which I did throw out there last yeah, uh, nice. podcast. So I'll, I'll give myself a little kudos there. Um, and obviously Jalen hurts. I mean, making it happen with his legs, he's showing why he is so dynamic and um, you know, his passing stats aren't always lights out, um, you know, in terms of pure yardage, but you know, I don't think you can evaluate him by just, you know, his, his yardage and, and, you know, in terms of passing, because he brings so much, with his legs as well. And I I think it makes it really hard for the defenses to adjust. I mean, 363 rushing yards, um, you know, most since 1948. I mean, it's a great stat and, and, and really, um, you know, the Packers just didn't have an answer. Um, And I think Baldy, I saw one of his breakdowns basically said that, 
you know, Hertz was just making such great instant decisions based on what the defense was showing him that, that the Packers were just having a tough time adjusting. Um, so, you know, look, I have no real issues with the offense. I mean, the only thing, you know, obviously AJ Brown had that fumble. I don't like that, but he was playing, I think a little under the weather from everything I read. And and then he did come back and have a touchdown. So I'll give him that. Um, you know, the only, the, the negative to me was the defense and, you know, you can't give up that many points. Um, it shows why, I remain skeptical of, of Gannon sometimes in big games. I mean, you know, it's too many points to not a good team. Um, and then the special teams, you know, that's obviously the other big issue. But the offense, you know, they were clicking, and, and I'm happy. Yeah, you know, some people yeah. will complain like, oh, he only had 160 or whatever throwing yards. But, like, I think this is why you have to watch the games. Like he was really efficient as a passer, uh, fitting some balls into some tight windows. I mean, there was even that one play where he was like scrambling around all over and threw like a perfect ball into the end zone to Quez Watkins. Quez reached out, couldn't, I mean, it would be a really tough catch to make, but still the fact that he was able to get it in there. I mean, I, I was seeing on Reddit that they were doing a pulling clips from, uh, Jalen Hurts game against the Giants last year it was almost like exactly one year. And it's crazy. I, you know, probably his worst game of the season last year, but even just looking at that and looking how much better he is this year, like he looks so much more confident. He's clearly seen the field uh, way better, which I think is huge. Uh, of course, he debuted a sweet new chain in the post game show. Some are wondering, do I need a, a new chain? Um, there was, I did wear it, uh, on, uh, <laughs> on Sunday with my, uh, did like a little late Thanksgiving with my sister. She referred to it as a necklace. Her friends, uh, mistakenly also referred to it as a necklace. <laughs> I had to explain to them. It was a change. <laughs> there was a lot of questions. Do you think your necklace helped them win? I said, it's a chain and yes, it helped. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're doing everything we can over here. I, uh, that, that chain he debuted. I mean, that photo of Jalen hurts at the press conference, just sitting all badass with that sick chain. I mean, compare that to that weenie Carson Wentz. Like we are just, can you imagine uh, if we traded for either Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson, as some in our uh, second group chat were suggesting, like it would have just been a complete disaster. Uh, it, it's been awesome. But just, just a shout out. We asked Sean if he was going to uh, get another chain. And uh, Sean said, I wonder if uh, he gets them on Etsy like I do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, just a quick question for uh, Jalen. Yeah, what who do you, what store do you use on Etsy to get those sweet chains? <laughs> what about you mentioned the special teams, Rob? Justin, what what's one thing we can do to help fix the special teams? Like, what do we need to do? Yeah, no, that's what I was going to actually say. Uh, yeah, special teams still leaves a lot to be desired. It, it goes back to last season. I mean, what I brought it up is is the fact that Michael Clay I didn't think was doing enough job, and it's bled into this season as well. And, I mean, other than firing him, which you wouldn't want to do with a you know a 10-1 team <laughs> at this point in the sure season, 
Um, I, I would Rob would have changed staff like three times. We'd be on our fourth defensive coordinator. <laughs> so I, I'd still keep him at this point, uh, but I definitely would be looking out for the next, the the guy for next season. But I mean, I, I think you gotta. It goes back to tackling. I, I think at least twice on kick returns, maybe even three times, they were past the forty yard line. Green Bay was past the forty yard line to start their drive. I mean, that's just ridiculous. And the other thing potentially, and we've talked about it as a returner, but uh, the good thing about Covey is he does secure the ball for the most part. I think he did have one fumble this season briefly. I think he was able to get on top of it, if I remember correctly. But um, he, he doesn't really get a ton of yards for us on those punt returns. I did see Boston started with the kick returns. Um this game. Uh, but, I mean, we've seen Boston Scott back there in the past. I mean, he does a decent job, but – I don't know. It's not enough, obviously. Yeah, it kind of seems like they've moved on from Covey. Um, yeah, you know, just watching the game, and I would absolutely fire Michael Clay. I mean, he's not getting the job done. Put someone else in there. It can't get any worse. And you know, one of the other things that I've I've heard a couple of people mention, and it's it's a good thought, and it would at least mitigate some of our coverage issues on on kickoff returns. Is you know maybe we need a kicker that can kick it through the end zone consistently. It just seems like Elliott is not and. I don't know why, because I think he did in the past, and I don't know if it's ever since he came back from that ankle injury or or whatever he missed that game for. And um, it just seems like we're not consistently kicking it through the end zone. So, I mean, if you know you're having coverage issues and you're bringing bringing up, you know, giving up big plays, just kick it through the end zone and let him start at the twenty. At least you know you're not going to give up a huge play. Yeah, but I mean, you can't have a guy who does kickoffs and then a guy who kicks field goals. I think no, didn't I don't, he just I don't... break the team record for like more most 50 yarders in a season or something like that he did but i don't i don't understand why he's not just kicking it through the end zone it makes no sense to me and i'm not obviously i'm not saying bench elliott or anything he's yeah no they they uh they they were asking sirianni about it and he said elliott was trying to kick it into the end zone deep um but one was like the uh i guess the wind was knocking it down and also I think they were just returning it. Um, like I, I, I'm trying to remember, but I think a couple of them were into the end zone, and they were still taking them out because they knew our 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 special teams coverage was. Yeah, shaking. there was at least one. Yeah, but I mean, there was like Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell running down there, uh, trying to tackle. Like I, I yeah, I need a couple guys on the roster dedicated to special teams. I know it's it's tough to find that roster spot, but. You know, in years past, you had guys like Brian Brayman and and you know, like Chip Brayman. go out of his way to like put practice time towards special teams, and our special teams were always really good under Chip. That was probably one of the better things he brought. Uh, those in the shakes, but um, yeah, I don't know. It, it it seems like you just need to dedicate some roster spots and practice time, and they're just they're just not doing it. Rob, what about Jonathan Gannon? He uh, admitted that the uh, defense let up too many points. Uh, any big takeaways from Gannon this week in Jonathan Gannon? What are you giving him on a scale of one to ten? I don't know. I'm not giving him anything crazy. Uh, f- four and a half, five. Um, I mean, look, we won. It, it, it did enough, and and we did get a. What do we have? One or two turnovers? Two, I think, if two, I remember yeah. right. Two. Um, so I mean, look, they're a boomer bust defense. They get turnovers. Uh, they're a bend don't break. Um, you know, but I still think they struggle at consistently slowing defenses down. And, you know, that long run, I, I think that was the play. And I listened again, his press conference and, and I got distracted for a moment, 
but I think he he blamed himself and just said he made a bad call and it was too aggressive. Um, I I think it was that play. I'm not positive, but um, you know, he better shore that up because I've said this every week and and nothing this last week alleviated my fears that I still fear a good defense or a good offense. I'm sorry is going to march down the field on him and. We're going to need a day where our offense can put up 40 points if we want to win that game. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, uh, I, I certainly think some of the critiques of, of Gannon are warranted, uh, but you know they are do they are creating turnovers, which really helps the team, and it, it seems like a point of emphasis. And so, I think you got to give the coach some credit there. I, I thought there was actually it's weird for for a, a time where we let up 33 points. I think there were some bright spots at times of the defense. Like I thought the defensive line kind of got some decent pressure at times against uh, Aaron Rodgers. Obviously the two interceptions I thought were good. Um, but yeah, I mean, still you letting up 33 points, something's going wrong. This, I mean, you, you talk about the, the Tennessee Titans, that's going to be a huge test and a huge test schematically too. Cause it's like very obvious what they do. They're going to pound the rock with Derrick Henry. Can you stop it? Uh, hopefully there's a chance we get Jordan Davis back, which will be big, but, uh, Justin, what's your, what's your take on, uh, JG this past week? Uh, I mean, I was actually thinking about it earlier before the, the numbers here and, uh, a grade of, you know, a to F and I would have said a D plus potentially a C minus. I mean, we did get the two turnovers, um, you know, some of those points, uh, and you got to be able to, to keep these guys out of the end zone. But, you know, at one point I think they had what, uh, green Bay got that turnover from AJ and returned it down to the 13 yard line. Yeah. Um, you know, the defense uh, was put into some tough spots that yeah. the kickoff, um, the kickoff like returns where they were in great spots. We, mm-hmm. we turned it over on that four down and, and lost it. So I guess in their defense, they were put in some tough spots. But but well, with that said, that. I mean, you got to keep him out of the end zone. I mean, that's their job. And like I said last week, you know, last week I thought they played really well. I mean, they essentially, I thought, kind of won the game holding uh, Indy to 16. Uh, but this was a week where obviously they should have done better. The one thing I will give Grant Gannon credit for, though, is like you have guys like Josiah Scott and, and Blankenship, you know, coming in. And I mean, they both had interceptions last game. Um, granted, Josiah's wasn't necessarily in coverage. It was off of Slay's helmet. But still, um, these guys are coming in and making plays and they seem to be ready for the moment. Um, I know Blankenship did get burned there at the end by Watson. Horrible angle. Um, but other than that, I mean, he played a, a really good game. I, th- I forget what he had in PFF, but I was actually surprised with how high it was. What were you got saying? A game about? ball from Sirianni. Yeah. yeah, you got game ball too. You're right. <laughs> no, I was going to say that I, I am a little excited to see what our defense can be like with, um, you know, once Jordan Davis is back with that new D line rotation yeah, with Joseph Sue and Sue Davis, and you know the other guy we signed and everyone else. I, I do think it has the potential to, uh, you know, really help us against the run once Jordan Davis is back in there with the rotation we have with our recent signings. So, I'm I'm interested to see that. Obviously, I'm concerned about the loss of CJGJ. Um, you know that, that he was he was playing great for us and obviously had a ton of interceptions. So. Uh, that's a big loss, and hopefully he'll be back quick. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is funny to see that it seems like we become the old folks home of the NFL with Sproles and Jenkins, you know, saying that they could still play <laughs> and potentially wanting to to be on the team. Well, yeah, for, that's a, that's a good question. It's funny. 
of those two guys, Sproles and Jenkins, are you taking either one of those guys back? I, I would take a Sproles. I don't, I love Sprolesy, but uh, he's too old for me to trust with the ball. Um, Malcolm Jenkins, though, you could you could kind of talk me into it, but I felt like I've seen enough at a Reed Blankenship just in that one game that I, let's just kind of play the young guys here. And it'd be one thing if he was in plain shape, but I think like Jenkins, if you brought him back, it's like you got to ease him back. I don't know. I I think we probably stay away from both, um, but I don't know. You, you guys, you taking a shot on either one of them? I'd stay away from both. Sproles is, what, a few years removed now? And then Jenkins, I mean, he's a bit old. And the other thing, too, is it kind of messes a little bit with team continuity. I know we brought in Sue and um, what do you call Joseph, but those were a must-need situation. Uh, uh, The last thing, too, is it seems like CJGJ is going to be back in hopefully a month, right? So if he were out out for the season, maybe I'd take it more seriously, but I don't think so at this point. Taking a quick break to talk about win bet. If you're an Eagles fan, NFL fan, college football fan, and you're not already signed up on WinBet, what are you doing? You're missing out. Look, you get involved in those same game parlays. I gave out uh, Kenny Gainwell first touchdown over on the Sports Gambling Podcast. Hit it for 30 to 1. That means if you took the $100 free bet and bet uh, $100 on the Kenny Gainwell first touchdown, you'd be sitting on 3K. Uh, I mean, you know, birds games are fun enough. Yeah, you, you add a little action onto it. Gets even better. So much to choose from. All you got to do to get started, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet to claim your free bet today. All for subject to change terms and conditions at win bet to come. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through win bet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we're back on the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Yeah, I think the other thing, and, and look, Malcolm Jenkins was a great eagle. Um, but we have an entirely different scheme, different defense than when he was here too. So it's not like, you sure. know, he's been out a year, but we're continuing the same defense and he could just step right in and and be unaffected. And, you know, I think one of the other things that, you know, he was great for us was kind of, especially in that Super Bowl run year, he didn't play pure safety. He was dropping into coverage a lot and, and picking up guys. Um, you know, now he's been out. Is it going to be harder for him to have that versatility? And would we need him to? I don't know, but um, I, I'd probably roll with the guys we have. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, speaking of CJGJ, who are you missing more, CJGJ or Dallas Goddard? Uh, I mean, Reed Blankenship played well, but I, I would still say CJGJ just because safety is such a thin spot for us. Goddard's great and, you know, knocking on wood, we get him back here in the next couple of weeks, but I'm more worried about the defense in general. And, you know, we just put up 40 points without Dallas Goddard. Like we have a bunch of weapons. We've been able to get Quez Watkins going more. So, I mean, it'll be great to get Goddard back for the playoffs. And I don't think you have to rush him back, but the defensive side, I think we have a smaller margin margin for error. What about you, Justin? Uh, no, I would agree with you. I think, you know, um, Goddard is a, is a huge talent. Do not get me wrong, but I just think we have more talent on the offensive side of the ball. Eh, I guess it's actually kind of closer than I think people would think, but still, I, I think you can get away with more on the offensive side of the ball without Goddard. I am a bit concerned. You know, you got this rookie coming in in blanket ship who played a, a pretty good game for the most part. Um, you know, trying to fill that spot. And I think defense needs a bit of a rhythm in order to be successful. 
And with, you know, him taking over for CJGJ, Josiah is still in there for uh, Maddox. Um, I am a bit concerned. The other thing, too, is CJGJ, I mean, league leader in interceptions. That's huge. You just basically lost a guy who was going to the Pro Bowl um, for, like I said, I'm not sure. Have they come out with a specific timeline? I'm guessing it's like three, four weeks. No, they they said it's a lacerated kidney, and Mm. I think it's like one of those things. It's not like a set a timetable for return. They said Ertz, when he lacerated his kidney, he only missed two weeks, but that was, he was also like really pushing hard to play because it was a playoff game and the the laceration was fairly minor. So I I don't know. This one's going to be tough. I would probably say three to four weeks kind of dependent on, on how things go. The other thing too, is, you know, that safety position for us, it's just there basically to create big disruptions or stop big plays from happening. And, and you really saw that last game with uh, Blankenship one, one play is making an interception. And then at the end of the game, it takes a bad angle and it's all over. So uh, it is, it is a bit of a concern. Yeah. He's an undrafted rookie. What about you, Rob? Any, any chance you say Goddard here? Yeah, I'm taking the contrarian view. I, I actually do think it's Goddard. Um, look, I, I think the offense without Goddard is more one-dimensional. I, I think, um, you know, he opens up the passing game. Um, you know, even this week, you know, how many yards did Hertz throw for? It w- wasn't a ton. What was it, 200 yeah. yards? I think it was 150 or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I just think Goddard gives us that middle of the field, and it's clear that our other tight ends just can't fill in for him, and nor would I expect him to. I mean, he's a top five tight end in my mind. Um, so I think, look, I think if we're winning down the stretch, we're going to have to be able to go punch for punch against some of these other teams, you know, Dallas and some of these other teams that score a lot. And I think our offense has a much better chance of doing that with Goddard. I, I think realistically our defense is going to give up points down the stretch, um, I, I think we can shore up the run game a little bit and rely on our cornerbacks who are good. And, and hopefully, you know, I think they've had a couple down games a little bit, but I'm hoping once that, you know, Davis comes back and the line gets going again, that, that they'll pick that back up. So, uh, I'm going to say Goddard because I, I just think we're going to have to score a lot of points down the stretch. Yeah. And that's a good point. Yeah. I, I do worry about, I mean, God, not having Goddard for the playoffs, I think would be huge because he is just so clutch to get that like third down, get that first down when you really need it. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I see the case for Goddard. All right. Um, talking about season stuff. Well, th- this actually is a good transition. Can we win this way in the playoffs? It, it's weird. I feel like people talk uh, out kind of like both sides of their mouth where it's like, Hey, you got to be able to run the ball in cold weather and in the playoffs. And then other people are like, you can't win the NFL. If you're only running the ball, the version of the Eagles that we saw against the Packers last night, Ken or two nights ago, can we win that way in the playoffs? I, I think we can um, certainly you have to play better on special teams and, and defense a little bit, but I think, and some people are like, oh, this is like the offense from last year. It's too one-dimensional. But I I really don't think it is because we saw the increase in efficiency with Hertz's passing game. Like, you know, that back shoulder throw to Quez Watkins, like they're you know, that really tight ball to AJ Brown for the other passing touchdown. Like 
uh, you know, the run game is good. I, I, I think we can win this way in the playoffs. I don't think we have to be a pass first team. Like, Hey, if that's what we're seeing and that's what the matchups dictate, I think we can, uh, especially if AJ Brown gets out of his funk, but I don't think we have to, you know, I think we can be win in multiple ways, which I think that's really how you win in the playoffs. What about you, Justin? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think you kind of said it all. Uh, you laid it all out all really well um because it was funny they were talking about like you said the fact that hey this is how you win you need to be able to run the ball in cold weather and last season we run the hell out of the ball and then people were saying you can't win that way um but like and you pointed it out perfectly is the fact that we weren't running the ball because we necessarily had to we we used it this game especially because it was the best option and then next game potentially you know maybe we need to use uh hertz's arm a little bit more and we actually have that as a viable option this season compared to last where it, you know, he was getting better, but we all could tell that he really wasn't there. Exactly. I think somebody showed clips of one year, uh, one year ago, this season was the giants yeah. game that we came on here and we were freaking out and mm-hmm. saying, I don't know if Hertz is the guy, you know? Um, and, and there's some stats out there. I can't dig them up at the moment, but uh, it was just, um, some stats about how much better he's gotten his QBR and whatnot have gotten over the past three seasons. So he's, he's getting there. And uh, I think we can win it either way. If we got to throw with him or if we got to run the ball. Yeah. Rob, any worries about the sustainability of the way we've been winning? No. um, You know, here's the difference between last year and this year. I mean, last year we ran the ball largely because you know, Hertz couldn't make the throws and and mm-hmm. I don't, and it's not just him. You know, I don't think, you know, clearly we didn't have the weapons as yeah, we didn't we have, have this Brown. year with AJ yeah. Brown, but you know, there was also, you know, we talked a lot of times that Hertz was missing wide open receivers. He, you know, wasn't making great throws. He was throwing behind receivers. So there was a concern that he just couldn't make the throws. And that's why we became so one dimensional with the run. And, you know, we got to the playoffs and played the Bucks, and they basically said, we're going to sell out against the run and make Hurts throw, and he couldn't do it. And that's the bottom line. He had a bad game, um, and kudos to him for working hard in the offseason and not letting that define him. But, you know, the difference this year is we're running a lot at times, but when he needs to, he's making the throws, and he's making deep throws. He's making across throws. He's 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 um. You know, he's had games where we've been lights out passing and haven't run the ball as much. So that's the difference to me this year versus last year. It's he has shown the ability to make those throws and to lead the offense. So when I see a game where he only has 150 yards throwing and we have 363 yards rushing, it doesn't really concern me because I I have much more faith that if a team does sell out against that run, we're going to be able to adapt and beat them with the pass this year. And last year, I don't think that was the case. Yeah, no, 100%. And and that's why like they're already leaking out news that uh, Jalen Hurts in line to get a uh, payday here up to 50 million a year from the Eagles. Again, I I think you just got to pay him what you got to pay him. Quarterbacks aren't cheap in this league. Yeah, it'd be great to get him on a discount or yeah, it'd be great, but you you can't, you just have to pay quarterbacks and 
Yeah, we got the ace up our sleeve, a.k.a. Howie Roseman. I mean, after Howie Roseman got out of that Wentz deal, I have complete faith in him <laughs> as a general manager. In, in spite of the fact that I called for his firing probably multiple times after the trade. Uh, that being said, like, this dude is a wizard. I, I'm not worried about any sort of Jalen Hurts deal. He has the maturity and the work ethic that um, – that really is usually the red flags in these kind of deals. But Rob, I know in the group text you are a little nervous about giving our boy uh rare breed untamed fifty million a year. Fifty million seems crazy to me. I know the market's gone up and up. Look, I well, do I mean, think like, look, I think the look at Deshaun Watson. Look at I mean, if I'm Jalen Hurts's agent, I go, look at what Russell Wilson's getting paid. Look at what Kyler Murray's getting paid. Look are any of them Deshaun getting fifty Watson? a year though? What's up? Are any of them getting actually 50 a year? Well, Deshaun Watson, I think, gets 250 million guaranteed. Um, and Kyler Murray, I think his deal is in the 200 millions. Yeah, but he I don't think it's 46 50 and, a year. It's I like think his is 46. I could be wrong. Yeah. I think Murray's. Look, I do think, I think what you're going to see is I think as soon as the season's over, you're going to see the Eagles jump out and try to get the extension done before anyone else because. I think yeah. there's some other quarterbacks also eligible this year. It's like Herbert eligible and some other guys. Two. Um, yeah, I could be wrong on that. And I think the Eagles are going to want to get that done before another team sets the market even higher. Yeah. Um, so, so real quick, I pulled up the numbers. Rogers, Aaron Rodgers, a guy who just he just outplayed on on Sunday Night Football, is making fifty million. Russell Wilson's making forty nine. Kylo Murray's making forty six. Deshaun Watson forty six. Patrick Mahomes forty five. Josh Allen forty three. And this isn't you know Lamar Jackson's uh, due for a deal. And to your point, Rob, yeah, because he's in the same draft class as Herbert and Tua. Um, so I, I think you're right. Like I, I bet how he jumps in there and signs it before Herbert. Cause once Herbert's there, I mean, you know, what do you pay Herbert? It's going to be through the roof. Yeah. Sean, Lamar, do you think honestly, you should be, uh, do you think you should be hired uh, for the Eagles staff considering you would have signed him this season? Uh, yeah, this I, was, season and I got him at got like him 35 million or something. <laughs> Sorry, not Robert. Allowed by, not allowed by NFL rules. <laughs> what, do you, what were you saying, Rob? I, the NFL rules wouldn't have allowed you to sign oh, yeah, him this year. Been, I would have been, I would have been locked. Would have been in Howie Jail. They would have put me in the equipment locker that he had to spend uh, <laughs> when Chip banished him. Uh, <laughs> Justin, what about you? I mean, you're in on Hertz, right? Like, how can you not be at this point? Yeah, I mean, we you we were just talking about the difference between last season and this season, and and everything kind of came back to Hertz. Granted, we do have more talent on the offensive side of the ball with AJ, which is a huge, huge help. Um, but yeah, I mean. He, you got to pay him, uh, and I don't think you go back and forth with it and tool around with it like this Lamar season. Uh, this is dragged out with Lamar and the Ravens. I mean, pay him right away, kind of like what Rob was saying, and how he's been quick to that, so I'm not overly concerned with that. The other thing, as you pointed out, Sean, he's great with his, you know, he's great with working the money, figuring it out, working around the deal, um, and seeing what's what, and I think, as you just pointed out, fifty million seems like it, it might might be closer to the start than than like the highest, you know. I think going back a long time now, Howie's and and really the Eagle Howie, whether it was Banner Howie, their mo has been to extend guys relatively early, and it, it it's you know I think in doing that they've generally got a little bit of a discount, but obviously you're taking a little bit more of a risk and. 
you know, they've got burned, I think, on a couple players that haven't panned out or maybe they overpaid. But then there's also players that, you know, you do get a good deal um, who sign a little early. So I, I have no reason to believe that's not what they're going to do this time. Yeah. All right. Let's talk Tennessee Titans right now. The Eagles are a five and a half point home favorite against the Tennessee Titans coming to town. Keys to winning the game on defense. I mean, it, it just seems one, obviously you have to stop Derrick Henry, uh, but you know, there I, I Traylon Burks, I think could be a bit of a handful for this Eagles uh, team as well. Hopefully our, hopefully our cornerbacks are able to shut them down, but um, Justin, what do you want to see out of the defense? I know it's all going to be about shutting down Derrick Henry, but do we, is it as simple as just loading the box? Is it certain personnel you'd like to see there? Maybe some run blitzes. Like what do we got to do to slow down Derrick Henry? Yeah. Uh, great question. I mean, obviously he's the key. Um, I, I know Tannehill's kind of j- still on that ankle and he's ginger um, working it out. Um, I, I watched last week, but anyways, um, yeah, I guess doing whatever you can do, especially like you were talking about with those run blitzes, potentially disguising them. And, and really what I want to see is the first guy try to be able to wrap them up so much much easier said than done, but they, they got to come uh, and they can't just be bouncing off of guys and uh, bouncing off of him and thinking that they don't need to wrap up. So many times I feel like I see somebody like, you know, hit a guy hard, but they're not actually wrapping them up and tackling them, which has been, I think, quite the issue this season. So uh, it's just all about stopping Henry, as you said. Yeah. It's like one of those things they try and uh, blow guys up, but then you miss, yeah. you miss the, like the quality form tackle. Rob, any any advice you give to your boy uh, JG on shutting down Derrick Henry this week? No, I, I, look, uh, there's not much to say. Obviously, we just have to stop the run. I think you got to load the box, make Tannenhill beat you throwing, and and uh, I like mixing up some run blitzes and and things like that. Um, you know, throw that in there. So I, I don't I don't have the answer schematically. Um, the Justin's our defensive wizard, um, <laughs> but uh, you know that that's the. Uh, you know, that's the key to the game, obviously, Henry. And and like you guys said, it's not just stopping him, but I think it's, you know, putting the guys in the right place, but it's also, you know, tackling him because, um, you know, you could be there and he could run right over you. Yeah. Um, what about uh, as far as our offense? I, I think, and I was just pulling up the stats, but yeah, I mean, you know, Tennessee's passing defense is is pretty soft. And I, and I think if you're going to beat the Titans, you, you almost got to do it through the air because they're uh, they're really good rushing defense. Number one uh, in rushing defense, but 29th in passing defense. So I think there will be some opportunities. Uh, you saw like Joe Burrow was able to get some stuff done against the Titans. Not an amazing shootout style game, but still, it seems like to beat them, um, you, you got to be able to throw the rock. Uh, Justin, what about, what, what do you think as far as the keys on offense? I, I think honestly, for me within that, like obviously being able to throw on them is continuing to get Quez Watkins going. Cause I think he, I mean, like AJ Devonta, uh, you know, assuming AJ gets out of this funk, uh, between being sick and these couple fumbles, but Quez has been, you know, with Goddard out, he, it's been a nice time for him to shine. Yeah, no, I, I have in my notes here, don't run exclamation point. I mean, as you pointed out, 
their rushing defense is great. They hold teams to 84 yards a game, and their passing defense is horrendous. I think they're second worst in the league. They give up about 200, over uh, almost 300 yards a game, 266 I have down. So, yeah, pass the ball. I actually think this is going to be a, a great, you know, redemption game for AJ. Um, uh, it should be a huge one, actually, for him. He just needs to take care of the ball this time around. And uh, we were just talking about, hey, hey, how we ran it all down their throat last game. Now this is a great game for uh, Hertz to showcase his arm and for us to win it that way. Yeah, what about you, Rob? Yeah, I don't see how this isn't, you know, a Hertz AJ Brown uh, game. Uh, you know, obviously he's going to want to put up a show p- uh, against his former team. The team that traded him away wouldn't give him the deal. Um, so I, I have no doubt he's going to come in extra motivated to to kind of have a game. Um, and I think that works. I, I, I agree. I, I don't think we need to abandon the run, um, but I think we can open up the run through the pass for this game. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And, and I mean, again, you know, obviously shutting down King Henry, but I think there are opportunities to turn over Ryan Tannehill and anything we can, uh, you know, obviously you got to get those turnovers. All right. Let's talk Eagles player of the game. Feel like I keep going to this guy, but bounce back game against these uh weaker cornerbacks for the Titans. AJ Brown, let's go. Eagles get the win. It's not a beautiful game, and I actually don't think they get the cover. I think this is 21 17. Uh, and AJ Brown is my uh diehard Eagles player of the game. Justin, what about you? I'm hoping we come prepared to stop this run. Um, it seems like that's all we necessarily have to do. Um, so I, I'm going to say it's TJ Edwards. I think, you know, we got Sue and Joseph up front. Uh, they He can hit the hole, at least if they're getting a little bit blocked there. Um, and even if he if Henry's starting to run to the outside. So I think in order for us to have a good game, uh, we, we got to have TJ, you know, making – a ton of tackles for us. Um, with that said, I think the the score then is going to be 32-13. I'm hoping we're able to clean up the run this game. Um, and, yeah, we can praise again and hopefully at the end of this. We'll see. All hail, JG. <laughs> Rob, who's your uh, who's your Eagles player of the game, and what, what's your final score? Um, yeah, I'm going to say player of the game is – you know what? I'm going to go against the grain and say Miles Sanders. Um, mm-hmm. I know it's not a running game, but he's so close to breaking one for, for a touchdown here. Um, I think this is going to be the week. Um, breaks a long one. Um, I, I do think it's going to be a close game. I'm going to say 24 to 20. Ooh. All right. 24, 20. Yeah, it does feel like it could be a like a three, four point victory. I mean, the Titans, they're no joke, especially after a loss. So gotta be prepared, gotta be locked in, aka rent is due. Time to pay the rent. Untamed, rare breed. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Diehard Eagles podcast. Check out all our gear over in the SGPN store, store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. For the Diehard Eagles podcast, I'm Sean. Second, the money green for Rob, for Justin. Go birds. Go Go birds. birds.